Hey everybody, Craig from Yes Have Some here. Real quick, we are going to have our regular episode of YHS dropping later in the week, but this is something a little bit different. You might not know this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So we're going to go ahead and tell you right now. Our very own Jacob Walsh has a side podcast, a little kaiju on the side, with his co-host, Jay Key. It's part of the YHS Podcast Network, the YHS Podcast family, if you will. It is called YHS on Monster Island. And every two weeks, so twice a month, Jay and Jake get together and drop kaiju and Godzilla knowledge on the world. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. It's funny. And it's right up your alley if you're a fan of YHS. And it's on a completely separate feed from the main Yes Have Some podcast feed. So maybe you haven't heard it yet. So this is just going to be a little preview for you. We are going to give you the full episode that just dropped on the YHS on Monster Island feed. Now, they covered Godzilla 98. It's a subject that's near and dear to all of our hearts. If you're a fan of Godzilla or if you're a fan of American movie making, you know the controversy that was. Godzilla 98, starring Matthew Broderick. So, we're not going to spend any more time hyping it up. We're going to give it to you right now. So here it is, the brand new episode of YHS on Monster Island. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you go to the YHS on Monster Island feed and that you subscribe, leave them a five-star review on iTunes, and all of that stuff. You know the drill. So, without further ado, here's Jacob Walsh and Jay Key with the newest episode of YHS on Monster Island. Your fear, which might become reality, and you have Godzilla, which is reality. I'm sick of Godzilla. Godzilla 98 tonight. Welcome back to YHS on Monster Island. Jakey, how are you, dude? Oh, man. Oh, how how do we start this thing? 1998. I mean, I just hope we keep some people um, after this one. This is going to be this is going to be interesting. I know everybody's asked us when we're going to do it, and we're like, I guess we got to do it. But you know what? We'll make it more palatable. I get to do it with the enlightened, impressive impresario of irradiated iguana eggs, and tonight he is going to be the tremendous truth-telling troubadour, trumpeting the trials and tribulations of TriStar, because thanks to Chernobyl, he's 17% better than the average kaiju podcaster. He is Mr. Jacob Walsh. Jay, that was amazing. Thank you yeah. so much, man. That was, I can't believe, I can't imagine the work you must put into these every week. Ah, you know, they just come to me when you, you give me so much good material for all the stuff that you've done and that you continue to do in the world of Kaiju. I just, you know, hey, we can go another five, six hundred episodes and I won't even, you know, scratch the surface of all the accomplishments and accolades of one, Mr. Jacob Wolf. Wow, I, I I truly don't deserve that. Thank you so much, man. Uh, how's, your, uh, how's, your, how's your two weeks been? You know, it feels like yesterday that we were just talking toys we had a giant toy episode 
Um, and it's been good. It's been. I picked up a lot of toys. I did. I did a toy show with uh, Toku Toy Town. Um, I've had some sick kids and had some dad duty to have to worry about. It's just gone by so fast, and it makes me even more excited to sit down and chat. Uh, monsters, even if it's Godzilla 1998, it's still pretty. It's still better. <laughs> hey, it's not Mega Gira, so we're good. <laughs> dude, yeah, uh, dude. First of all, I just want to say your your setup at your toy show, mm-hmm. it's the best looking setup I've ever seen. It just oh, is like it, it's very, it's like curated and there's yeah. everything is labeled and it says like what it is and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm guessing the price is on there and yeah. it's like I've never ever been to a toy show and seen a booth like that and been like oh it's just everything's perfect i don't have to ask any questions it's all laid out for me so dude congratulations on being able to put all that together uh, well, well thank you and you know the, the last toy show i did the one that you're referring to um i only had one table and that's just because this toy show has been going on forever it's a monthly toy show and it's just hard to get in and that's the only thing they had available the, the first toy show i did i had two tables so i was able to like really spread it out but, but you're right you know when i go to these toy shows first off on a lot of the monthly and like the local toy shows not your big ones we never see kaiju only kaiju specific yeah. so it's like you might find a godzilla thrown in a bin here or there right or or maybe in the background they have a big x plus or something but I wanted to make it feel different, and because my stuff is a little bit higher priced than you know the you know loose nineteen eighty nine Ninja Turtles or a pack of Hot Wheels, I had you know I wanted to make sure that it, it looked that way, kind of a, that museum feel. And um, and you're right on the tags, like the average Joe that comes in there might think that that is a really cool looking Godzilla, but they might not know. Hey, only seventy five were produced. It was exclusive, yeah. you know, to um, uh, to the HMV store in Japan or whatever. And I wanted to make sure that they didn't have to, you know, look that up themselves. It was there. And hopefully that helped justify some of the high prices that some of the Safubi pieces specifically. So that was the goal. And I just tried to be like, hey, what would I like in a kaiju booth at yeah. a toy show? And I, I built it out that way. And um, it was great. Um, you know, it, it's not, I've, I'm finding that those local toy shows might not be the best place for some of the higher end Safubi, but I do move a lot of Bandai there. Yeah, uh, everybody loved. Oh man, I you had been happy. I think I sold three Bandai Megalons uh, in like my first hour. <laughs> They're like yeah. Megalon and Mechagodzilla. Some reason those bad boys go. Uh, Weird, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, I, well, dude. No, go I, was ahead, saying, I was just saying I sold my entire. Somebody bought my entire collection I had there of Bandai. Kamen Rider, Ultraman, and Super Sentai, the little singles, like the little hero series or Sentai yeah. series or Rider series, um, the little like, you know, six inches. They bought yeah, the yeah. entire lot that I had there wow. at the show. So I was good. It was a good day. That's amazing. I just, yeah. you know, for, for someone like me who I always feel stressed out when I go to a toy show when there's stuff like that, because I don't like having to talk to people. And right. I always feel stress about, I always feel like I'm bothering the booth person if mm-hmm. i'm like well how much is this how much is this how much yeah. is this and you've taken all that away like if i found if i found your booth if i was just looking that would that's a dream scenario it's like it's just all laid out uh craig craig goldberg of uh you know the, the yes have some podcast was talking about your booth and he said that uh you know he doesn't buy godzilla toys he doesn't mm-hmm. watch godzilla or anything but he was like if i came across that booth i'd buy something just because of how <laughs> nice it looked uh well thank you guys that means a lot it was, like I said, it was fun and um and maybe i'll do another toy show here soon um but yeah. uh i i love it and and you know it's just fun making sure that i get you know people get 
Bandai and the Safubi pieces that they need. And we just keep this kaiju collecting movement going. And it needs yeah. to be, it's not for elitists, it's for everybody. So even though you might be a Hot Wheel enthusiast or a Ninja Turtle enthusiast, I want to make sure you at least take home a nice six inch movie, movie, like you talk movie monster series, Bandai, Angerus, um, and something yeah. like that. So that's, uh, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I mean, I mean, we're talking about it. Speaking of toys, let, yeah. let's just get into it. What, okay. What do, you, what do you got over there? Okay, you want me to go first? Um, well, yeah. Go, you you go ahead. For, you got all the stuff. I got nothing. So you're good. <laughs> um, I got one thing. Hey, but it's all right. It's it's not it's not about quantity. Um, no, this was actually a big two weeks for me from uh, from a toy buying standpoint and a toy arriving standpoint. So first off, and I can't show this one because it's so big. I did get the X Plus, the Rick exclusive 1954 gigantic series Godzilla. So it comes with the little mini cannons. Um, in fact, if we see if I don't destroy the camera, he's way above my head here. So he's up there, there he for is. those. Yeah, for those that are watching us, where he belongs. I know where top, he belongs. Looking yeah. down on all <laughs> on everybody. That's where us he should be. Us peasants. Um, yeah, I, it's a beautiful. I mean, there's been so so many people that are. Um, you know, kind of battling back and forth. Is it better than the initial 54 release, which was the Sakai? And this is the, the favorite sculptors line. And Hey, they're all awesome. Like I, yeah. I'm not one to argue details. I just wanted, I have space for really kind of one gigantic and in the, you know, unless it's an Angerus or 68 Godzilla, I'm probably, this is the one I want the most. And so he's up there. I loved it. Um, and, and I was excited when that, when that bad boy um, showed up, but I did pick up a few other things that I can show you um, okay. that I can, you know, hold here and without breaking it and yeah. being really sad. Uh, first one was just a kind of a, an oopsie purchase. Uh, when I was, I was, uh, I was trying to, when I was getting some stuff from Japan, I was trying to fill up my box. So uh, the container, so uh, I would maximize the shipping costs and right. I could only get something really, really small. And I found this little, Iwakura, it's a, re, a reproduction of the old Bullmark Varan. Uh, oh, so this guy was a little cool little guy. That's so, cool. Yeah, so it's the old Bullmark 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 sculpt of Varan. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Varan, so if you if I really put down the paper, like my favorite pieces, whether I own them or I want to own them in in the world of Godzilla collectibles, there's probably four that I can think of. And I only have currently one, and that's the yellow Godzilla Tower from Marmot. That's just I yeah. love it. And these aren't like necessarily grails. These some of these are attainable. Some of them it's just they're expensive. But I did find one I've been looking for 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 a long, long time, and I just it never came across it. And I found one, and I paid probably twice as much as it's quote unquote worth. But I sometimes don't you got to yeah, and sometimes I, you got to pay it. It is. And I was just tired of not owning it. And it's truly, it's just, I, I want to say that this piece when I saw it was made me say, you know what? I do want to start collecting Safubi and, and that stuff. So it, to me, it's like, it's a really, and I, like I said, I've, I've seen it once or twice ever uh, and not really since I've been uh, collecting it. And that is a 2003 Marmot Monster Heaven Varan. And Let's here he it. is. So here he is. It's this ridiculous, awesome paint job. It's red and black. Almost looks like like a muscular, like yeah. a, you know, like the under uh, the under the skin and the bones of the muscular structure there. Uh, and this bright blue back with this yellow streak. I have no idea why. Sometimes this pieces of art and, and toys speak to you. And this is one that spoke to me. And I've been trying to track it down forever. And it's a it's a sturdy piece. I really, really 
really, really love this. Um, and it is truly in that kind of top four for me. The other two, one I can get, it's just really expensive. The other one I've never seen available. It's a, a Megalon that the colorway is for him to make him look like where he's Jet Jaguar. It's the Jet Jaguar color scheme on a Megalon. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a Marasan figure. Hold and it's like a, on. It's like a translucent kind of two vinyls, like yeah. a crystal. Um, but yeah, it's Megalon and his colorway is it's a jet Jaguar colorway. It's, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It is gorgeous. I need need to see that. Yeah. And here's the thing. It could pop up tomorrow and they could say it's $5,000 or it could be a hundred dollars. I don't know. I've never seen it available. Like this guy, I kind of knew what he went for. Right. Uh, originally and kind of where it was. And, and I knew I overpaid and I was cool with it. I did the same thing for the Godzilla tower. And yeah. the other one for me is just the, the original, the seventies bull mark giant Godzilla, you know, from, from the, the movie Godzilla versus Henry. Right. I can get one, but I, you know, I'm at the drop six, $700 to get one. That's not, you know, right. you know, falling apart. And, you know, it's just, it's just uh, not, you know, the, the price isn't right right now. So um, those you. are the four that I want to get, but this was a big one because I, this might be my favorite, my number one piece that I own. And I absolutely love it. That's a big uh, saying that it's the number one yeah. piece that you own. That's a, that's a big thing, man. I'm yeah. glad you're able to find that. Um, but it might have competition because what I'm about to show you lets everybody hold the laughter. And okay. um, so I decided I, I had to do it, Jake. I had to do it. Dun, 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 from Yamato Takeru. I got the bird. Whoa! I got the bird. Oh, oh, oh! And I got the warrior at the end, dude. That is with sword. Good looking figure, man. Oh, oh, oh! And I got the lava monster. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh! And I got the sea monster. <laughs> oh, wait. Let me see that sea monster, dude. Oh, yeah. I love the sea monster. Um, and I Who? did. And I did, I did splurge and I did get a Rochi, but he's not in yet. So I got the whole lot. Holy shit. <laughs> but, who, um, who put those out? It's Bandai. It's that's the, Bandai. This, yeah. All eight inch scale. Um, just, you know, with the, some of them have ta- tags, some don't, but it's your classic kind of Godzilla collection era. Those are amazing. Today. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're <laughs> as big. Um, yeah, dude. The, the, in the warrior at the end, but um, I, uh, I'm really excited. Orochi, like I said, it's in route to me now. I'll show it off the, for the next YHS oh, on Monster shit. Island. But I went ahead and got all of them. I was like, you know what? I can't have part of the Yamato Takaru. <laughs> you got to. That's amazing, dude. Those look good. You, the, sea, instant- the sea monster is really good. I know you like yeah. the sea monster. It's yeah. really detailed. It's really That's good. That's amazing. I'm, I'm happy you got those. <laughs> so maybe they'll be up there. And then the last thing I got, which is not really a toy, but it's just something for the background here, is this really cool Godzilla clock. Um, it doesn't work. It's missing the bottom piece, but I got it for like $7. Um, and it's just, amazing. what? Yeah. Just amazing. He's holding the world. That's beautiful. $7. Yeah. yeah I think Holy maybe eight. Shit, dude. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Um, and then, and I found some like for like 10 or 15 to $20 that actually have the bottom yeah. uh, plate there to work. And it might actually work. Wow. Without it. I don't know, but, um, I don't know. It's just something I'm going to put in the background. So when I'm, when I'm on my work calls, they can just see God, a Godzilla yeah. clock in the background. Dang, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. So I had a big week. This was like I was I was so pumped when this like I was like you know what I was writing down like to remind myself what we got what I got and I was like this is I think I'm gonna go ahead and say this this is the best week of kaiju buying I've ever had in my entire life. So there, dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean like it's hard to that sounds like a big statement, but then when you take that Varon and that 
gigantic series X plus. It's like, and Yamato Takaru. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Well, uh, so those, those gigantic series X plus figures, do they, um, is there any sort of like schedule for how often they put those out or it's just like, we're going to do another one. They've yeah. only done, they've only done a handful so far. Right. Yeah. I don't know all the, not a ton of them. No. And it's, it's mostly that, I mean, they've done, I know they've done a uh, 54 before they've done a, a 62 and a 64. Yeah. Or one of those, and then they've done almost all from the the uh, the Heisei Millennium. They've done a they've done a, a eighty nine. They've done a two thousand one, and they've done a legendary. And I think they well, they've done a Shin for sure. The There's Shin is Shin, like yeah. the Shin I've ones, the, the and Shin. especially the the op, the other color ones are just. Um, I mean, you're talking some of those go for two two thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. they're, they're I, not cheap. I want one, you know, I, I passed on this one. I, mm. I looked at it and I thought about it, but I was like, you know what? I, I love Godzilla 54. Like, of course, Godzilla 54 is the best, but I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to buy a gigantic series one, yep. I want it to be the one, like if they do like a, you know, Bailantes, mm. and I know the 89 is, is close or whatever, but I'll get one of those, you know, yep. we'll, we'll see what's next, you know, um, <laughs> dude. So I, I don't have a big, Oh, you know, last last episode, I was like, "Hey, let's both have some Mechanicong by next episode." I I got on <laughs> did eBay. You get one? I didn't, but I got on <laughs> eBay. I got on eBay after the show, and I was like, "Oh, all this Mechanicong stuff's expensive." Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "No," I was like, "There's not much of it." No, and it's all big bucks. <laughs> like I said, the best run to get, and don't get it on eBay, but um, you know, some of the Japanese auctions and stuff. You can yeah. get the YMSF for yeah 60, 80 uh, ish. Okay. But That's the band bad. the Bandai one is pretty expensive. But no, I I always keep a lookout for if I see a cheap um Bandai McCandy Kong. It's one I've always wanted too. Yeah. Um and uh, and I just I like it. But there's there's a couple mechanic Kongs that will pop up every now and then you get a little bit of a steal on, but it is not cheap. Yeah. Um I did uh I did pay off. I don't have it here. I'm not exactly sure when it's shipping, but I did pay off an X plus uh, figure over the weekend. Uh, so my, uh, my 80 or uh, my Biolante Godzilla is it's paid off. Nice. And then the same day, Jay, you hit me up with a deal <laughs> here and I, I finished. I'm the worst. Off, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, I finished paying off one X plus and then Jay, Toku Toy Town was able to help me out with a Shin Godzilla second form X plus figure, which has been one of my dream figures mm. and we're making it happen. So I just, yeah. I want to say thank you. And we're that. not paying those dumb, dumb ass eBay prices. No, <laughs> not paying those eBay prices. So the only thing I have here in hand also came from Toku Toy Town, but I got this really cool Godzilla. It says Comic Saurus story. I wasn't I wasn't sure what this was. So when I opened it up, I was like, is this a comic book? Yeah. I thought maybe this was a comic, but it's just like a notepad. Amazing. It's just like it's like ah. lined paper. Nice. And it's got, you know, it's got all the characters at the bottom, and it's 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 the same on every page. It's just lined, it's just a lined notebook. I dig it, I, man. I love this. I really love this kind of stuff. I love displaying mm -hmm. books and, and, and you know that Jay. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you. This was a surprise. So nice. I really appreciate this. I love dude. And what's funny <laughs> is me and you, me and you were talking about, uh, 
a, a few of the monsters they've left out in Godzilla yeah. Land, and Mogera was one of them. And there's a fucking Mogera in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I've only seen him on some toys, buttons, but yeah. he's in. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird. It's also uh, one of the things I was looking at. There's there's some artwork where it's like it's Godzilla Land, and it's like a map, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a map of Monster Island. And it's got all the monsters on it, and it's got a Godzilla Land version of Biolante on it. But it's the Ooh. only bio. It's the only time I've ever seen Biolante used. And can you imagine yeah. if they would have made one of those banks of Biolante? Oh. I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that that exists, and I just don't well, know you, it. But. You, you're getting you, you know with, between Toy Anxiety and YHS, you guys have so many of those custom toys made. Uh, you know, maybe you can get somebody to build you a a Godzilla Land or Lit Goji inspired Biolante <laughs> bank. <laughs> Um, I yeah, mean, dude. you know that hey, you've got the people, you got the contacts, the sources. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad there's a notebook. So you maybe you can, you know, you can pin your next song or the next song Ooh. in the Twister musical or whatever, <laughs> you know, or just notes for YHS on Monster Island. Now you have a Godzilla Land notebook to uh uh to put them in and it'll make it the words even more magical. Thank you. I appreciate it. My my Godzilla Land collection is becoming yeah, it's it's getting up there, man. It's 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 starting to turn into a nice little collection. There, there's somebody that I follow on Twitter, and I and I I can't remember the guy's name. I follow, he posts a lot of really good Godzilla stuff. He's got a good Godzilla show on YouTube, and I feel bad because I can't remember. But he um he's got a good Godzilla Land and like Lit Goji collection, yeah. and uh, he posted his like the the banks, the like Lit Goji banks, and and all the stuff he's got. And that was when I saw him post those a while back. I was like, whoa. I have some of these. I need to kick this up. Yeah. And now I'm starting to gain on him. You yeah, know? I love I was it. Like, I was like looking at the, I saved the photo of his like, you know, cute Godzilla stuff to my phone. And I was like, I got most of this now. I'm <laughs> so I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> You've been warned. You have been warned, man. <laughs> we're grown adults and we're warring over cute baby Godzilla toys. Jay. Um, American dream. Do you watch anything? Do you watch any? Oh I man, I I feel like I'm losing a little credit. I did not. I mean, well, I watched Godzilla 1998, but other than that, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I watched a few, um, a few like Ultraman episodes. I told uh, last time we chatted, I was, yeah. I was kind of slowly yeah. but surely getting through um, 66 again, and um, but that's both mo- mostly kind of in the background. Um, yeah. And uh, but no, I I haven't. Um, so I have nothing to talk about um and i'm letting everybody down but i promise before the next one i'll watch like 700 movies and just talk till <laughs> they kick us off the air hey dude i didn't either man <laughs> I, i've been i've been uh i got some movies that are like on my list that i want to watch but yeah. i had a big week of last two weeks I, i've been reading uh stephen king's the stand <laughs> which is the biggest standalone book he's ever written right yeah. so i finished it last week and instead of watching any, uh, you know, kaiju films, I finished the stand. I watched the six hour original 1994 miniseries. And then I watched the nine hour uh, 2021 miniseries. So wow. that's what I spent my I'm sorry. No, that's, that's OK. That's a no kaiju excuse. in that. But that's what I, I spent. I can't compete with that. I mean, I cannot compete with that. That's impressive, (laughs) man. Um, Now, if you want to do, if you want to do an episode, you know, over about fifteen hours of the stand (laughs) television, we can do that. 
Well, that's been my biggest fear. And I've told everybody is that I'm worried we're going to, you know, if YHS on Monster Island fails, it'll be because you went off to do your uh, Stephen King podcast or whatever. <laughs> and that's, uh, no, dude, uh, I'll <laughs> tell you, my, my favorite thing about doing uh, Jacob Walsh versus Stephen King is that because it's on the Patreon, the YHS Patreon feed, and it's just a part of that, I'm on no schedule. Yeah. yeah. I can do one episode. And then just do another one two months later if I want. I don't have to, you know, it's just whenever I feel like. How so. about this? We could do a crossover episode and I, I wouldn't add any value to it. Maybe it's a Patreon and, and it can be kind of a hybrid. We'll just the, It'll be just you answering this question. Okay. What, would, what would this look like if Stephen King got the right to Godzilla and had to write a Godzilla novel? How, what would that look like? Would it be any good? And uh, yeah, well, so I think you should come up with a Stephen King Godzilla novel. God, wow. I'll tell you, I'll, dude, off the top of my head, I guarantee you it will have chapters from <laughs> Godzilla's perspective. Yeah. He does oh, that yeah. a lot. He does yeah. that a lot with animals. So I think yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, boy, and, all right. And well. what and what a good segue. Godzilla just has a regular old animal. Godzilla <laughs> 1998. <laughs> yeah, so let's do it, man. Um uh, oh. I figured this is going to be, we're, we're not going to go through like scene by scene and break down the movie. I think a Everybody's lot of this conversation, we've all seen it. Yeah. I, I think a lot of this, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my history with it. Yeah, please. And then, and then I want to hear your history, Jay. So right. I, I was, this movie came out in 98. I was in middle school mm-hmm. and I remember, I remember the first time I saw a preview for it was on New Year's Eve. And I was at home watching, like waiting for the ball to drop. And a commercial came on that I didn't know was a commercial because the commercial was of a New Year's Eve party Mm -hmm. and it was of the ball dropping in Times Square. And I remember at the time being like, oh, it's already happening. The ball's dropping. And then as the ball drops, Godzilla's tail knocks the ball off the thing. And I remember washing and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and it was a it was like a tv spot for godzilla 98 and i remember freaking out and then i believe it was maybe men in black mm-hmm. where there was another trailer in front of men in black where there there were these kids at a museum and the teacher was teaching them about the tyrannosaurus and there was a tyrannosaurus skeleton and then godzilla's foot comes crashing through the museum steps mm-hmm. on and I remember, I'm middle school. I don't yeah. remember how old exactly. I'm in middle school. But I remember being like, okay, so if Godzilla's foot came through and there's no tail, then that means Godzilla's walking upright. Yeah. Or, or not upright, but, yeah. you know, like like if he was real, he would be. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. But I remember at the time as a kid being like, I don't know about that, you know? Yeah. But I remember being really excited and it, and it felt, you know, when you're a kid and you love Godzilla, no one else I do really liked Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, except for my grandfather, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whenever you find out that there's an, a Godzilla film, an American Godzilla film coming, I remember it was almost like you knew a secret, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I know about Godzilla, you know? Yeah. So I was really excited. And I also remember that when I saw that movie in the theater, it's the first time I ever remember, like, being disappointed in a movie. You know what I mean? Like I remember yeah. coming out of it and just being like, oh, I think I might have hated that. You yeah. Know? Um what what how did how did you feel going in? 
What, what do you remember from those? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't remember as much of the lead in, like the build up, like you know, seeing the commercial stuff. I remember being, being really excited. I'm a few years older than you. So I was in high school. Um, uh, I guess probably, let's see, probably sophomore going into junior year or, ju- or junior going into senior. Anyway. Um, and I still, I still love Godzilla, right? I would say that, I would say that my love of Godzilla as sometimes in high school, you know, other things happen. Like I probably was a little bit lower than it was a couple years before in middle school, I think was the height of my Godzilla fandom as a kid. And, um, but anyway, I was still, they, everybody at school knew me as like the Godzilla kid. I knew all this Godzilla yeah. stuff. Right. And so, uh, we got a, a group to go, um, and it was like a big group of us just from school, like just some, some high school buddies and stuff. And I was very optimistic because it was Godzilla and you're right. Yeah. I felt the exact same way you did. I was like, Hey, I, I know it's Godzilla. It's going to have atomic breath. He's going to do this. It's going to do that. Um, and all this knowledge from all the previous films, you know, um, it's like, yeah, I've seen Godzilla versus destroyer. I know what's up, you know? And, um, uh, and then it, when you, the line that you said was like the first time that you remember being disappointed, it's almost eerie for you to say that because that's exactly how I've always described my experience because I'm look, I'm one, I know on, on YHS prime, you guys always poke fun about to Craig about how he, he likes every movie that he sees. And then over time's cool on it. Yeah. I'm a little bit like that. I try to, I like, I try to like a lot of stuff. I'm not hypercritical on, on most films. And like, I don't know if it's just going in with lower expectations or knowing when something's like a, a block, you know, a popcorn flick or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not, I would be a terrible film critic. Um, and yeah. uh, but I do remember I'm sitting there and I almost was a little embarrassed that I liked Godzilla in front of like my peers and my friends who didn't know Godzilla from, uh, you know, from uh, a dino rider. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, and I'm like cringing. Um, and uh, and I just like I'm, and I just, I just remember saying to them, like, that's not really Godzilla. Godzilla doesn't do this and trying to make excuses as I'm walking out of the theater uh, for like, oh, yeah, he, he he stands upright. He's he's bigger. You can't kill him with this that, and the other. Um, and so it was it was it was not a great experience. And in fact. I, I was joking with you before we recorded the show, like from 98 until earlier this year, I probably had only rewatched 98 maybe once. And then in the last like three months or whatever, I think I've seen it like three times. Uh, So I, I just ignored it. It is a total blind spot in my Kaiju knowledge. I didn't want to know. And and what you're, I know going to kind of lead us down the path tonight of like the, the background and the history and all the things that could have been and this, that, and the other, I almost have ignored that on purpose because I just didn't want to rehash those terrible memories. Um, But you know, I think as we talk, you'll see that maybe I might have changed some 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 parts of that uh, on these recent rewatches as an adult. But yeah, a very similar experience to you. It was, you know, when I was a kid, it was almost a weird, even though I was disappointed with it. And I remember I remember they were keeping what he looked like a secret mm-hmm. until the movie came out. And when I saw him initially, I remember like just being I just hated it. Yeah. I was just like, this doesn't look anything like Godzilla and but it was also this is what I still bought all the toys Mm -hmm. I still bought all the shirts and the books and everything and and I still own some of the toys and I've I've bought Godzilla 98 merchandise Reese I'm drinking out of a Godzilla 98 (laughs) Taco Bell cup right I love it I love it and 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 I do think that there was there was a good line of figures 
the animated series was like legit good yeah. because they kind of changed it up, even though it's still, you know, it's still that design, but you know, you had him fighting other monsters. Uh, so it was a weird road to go down and it, you know, it, and ignoring all the stuff in the movie, that's just dumb. and makes no sense. I was, I was thinking about this. We did an episode of YHS on this film. I, I believe it was a Patreon episode. Yep. Maybe, maybe a year or two ago. Maybe even long. It could have been seven. <laughs> we did a Patreon episode over this film. And I, when I rewatched it, I started thinking about something that I've been saying a lot accord, uh, in, you know, in reference to Godzilla is that one of my favorite things that, and I've said that on mm-hmm. this show, that one of my favorite things that's happening with Godzilla right now is that Toho has been comfortable letting Godzilla be really different, you know, yeah. as far as Shin Godzilla, you know, Planet Eater, uh, the anime, the singular yeah. point. He's all these iterations of Godzilla are so different. And I'm like, well, that's why I hated the 98 because it was so different. And if I look back at it, if that movie came out now, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. Why not? Why not yeah. do something weird and different? So there are parts of me that's like, I like parts of that movie. I think, I think the creature, even though it is a very huge departure from what Godzilla looks like, mm-hmm. I think he still looks cool. Yeah. He, he's kind of endearing looking. Yeah. Uh, I like the use of practical effects in the movie. There's a man in a suit. Mm-hmm. There's a big puppet. There's a lot of maquettes, like the whole, when he's eating the taxi cab, that's mm-hmm. a giant fucking yeah. animatronic puppet. Um, there's some cool looks to yeah. it. The story's weird. <laughs> uh, the fact that they, the big, I'm just going to, the, I think the, the almost most insulting thing about the movie to me is the atomic breath. Because like, so not not to skip and jump around, but in that article that I sent you to read mm-hmm. from, what was it? It's Sci-Fi Japan. I want to I I make so, sure. Yep. Um, there's a very big like four-part article on the entire history of like the American Godzilla. And it's a, it's a really well-written, well like thought out and researched article. But they there's always been kind of a rumor and they talk about it in there that Toho was like Godzilla can't die he has to have this many toes this many fingers he has to have an atomic breath he can't kill anybody you know like there was a list of things and it was like the movie came out and they went against all of those things Mm -hmm. he doesn't stand the way they wanted Mm -hmm. him to he doesn't have atomic breath he He dies dies twice you know it's like and the atomic breath thing is like there's a scene in the movie and I believe it happens twice. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it happens twice where and it's, I remember being a kid, I was very confused about what was happening because yeah. it's, it's almost a blink and you miss it scene. There's an explosion, mm-hmm. a car explodes. And at the same time, the car explodes, Godzilla roars mm-hmm. and the, the like power of his roar pushes the fire forward and kind of ignites yeah. in it. And it's like, it was their way to do his atomic breath without giving him atomic breath. Yeah. And I remember, I remember being in the theater and just being like, fuck you. Yeah. It was insulting. It was a slap in the face. Um, hey, can we go back to something real quick that yeah. you said? Because I, 
I knew this would come up and, and I did think about it and, um, and you kind of touched on a little bit, but you know, you have been, and I agree with you. I'm right there with you about, I like different Godzilla, you know, planet Godzilla or Godzilla earth, excuse me, uh, or, um, our singular point of Godzilla Ultima or Shin. But here's the, here's my hypothesis on it. I like Godzilla being different, but I still think there is a, framework uh, there's a couple touch points that have to happen uh, then it's not godzilla like you you okay. can like I, I do believe and i'm not saying just the, the the toho rules i'm saying to me he has to be big and seemingly indestructible because yeah. when he can be killed by a couple missiles on a suspension bridge yep that takes away and, and to me that makes it not godzilla I having do think, to yeah. having to hide from helicopters. Like exactly, it's like why are we watching a scared Godzilla run from helicopters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, hundred percent. And um, and I do think that that's one thing. And I do think that um, that the atomic breath because it does represent or just something like it represents part of that just indestructible. This is a a terrifying thing. It's born of of nuclear radiation or whatever yeah. i think that is that is important there and now it could come out of his tail shin you gotta come out of every orifice of his body yeah like, that can be played with um and and i'm not even saying that he can't die i'm not saying that he has to have this many toes or this many rows of dorsal spines right. none of that like whatever the origin story can be changed up he can walk how he does i i'm just saying like the big indestructible piece i think it's it when you move away from that and the atomic breath even if it looked exactly like Godzilla, to me, it wouldn't be Godzilla. You know, that's yeah. that's it doesn't you know, feel it's no. like you you can change the look and that's fine. But if the things that make Godzilla Godzilla yeah. aren't there, then it's like and it's, it's and just it's, a big lizard. And yeah, and it's not the posture and it's not things like that. Like, um, but look at but Godzilla Earth and Godzilla Ultima and Shin, I, those three I think are the best examples. GMK, you could throw that in there as well. Like they're all radical stories, radical design differences, but yeah. they're all big and indestructible. And they right. all have that kind of that, you know, uh, atomic breath or something. And I think that allows us to say, okay, this is Godzilla. It's a fun take. Whereas this, I just feel it's a different monster. And I hate being the guy like, well, if they would have named it something different, it would have been a fine movie. I don't want to go down that route, but no. I think, I think it explains a lot of the jarring instant reactions that we had because yeah. I look at it now. I don't hate the design as it is. I just have a hard time thinking that it just never felt like Godzilla. It is this, this cool design. I like some of the movement. It's different. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's a big radioactive marine iguana and nothing yeah. wrong with that, but it just I don't think it hit those touch points. So I, I do like let's work, let's think outside the box, but at least still like let's know where the box is, right? And I think this one yeah. just is a little bit. I think it it stripped away too much of the essence of Godzilla. So that's that's my my point because I think you can do both, Jake. I think you can yeah. I think you can be critical of ninety eight, but still have the opinion that doing unique Godzilla is still good, but guess what? King Kong. We're not calling that a unique Godzilla. It's King Kong. You know, like this is, this is, this a different monster because yeah. it has nothing to do uh, with some of those initial Godzilla uh, kind of, like I said, those touch points. So that's my, my thesis on it. That's a good, no, that's a good way to look at it. And, and I, something you said there made me think about like there, there's maybe something to uh, explore 
or 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 dive down and i wonder if anybody's written some sort of this maybe seems like overthinking godzilla a little bit but uh there's something i think there's something to dig into when um all the all the japanese godzilla films godzilla is always this like like you said he's always an indestructible unstoppable creature that is terrifying, mm-hmm. but also the people of Japan are all also have like a great respect for, mm-hmm. and they're like, that's Godzilla. He's going to do his thing. We maybe can't stop him, but he's linked to our past and our history. And, uh, and, but then when the Americans make Godzilla, it's like, he's just a nuisance. And New York yeah. is able to kind of, yeah. they're like, Oh, there's a lizard. He's like a sewer rat. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. funny. And they're like having coffee. And they're like, there's a Godzilla outside. Yeah. And then they just blow him up and he's not even a problem for the yeah. American folks. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And you, and you almost like you feel sorry for Godzilla at certain points. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's a lot. We talked about an angerous and singular point. Like, I think like, it's not doing it's just trying to live yeah it is could it become a dominant a, species yeah of course dude, but it's, it's a sorry yeah. i'm not trying to cut you no off. no I'm go sorry. ahead it's a fundamental like uh they just don't know the character they're making mm-hmm. a movie it's just yeah. like a it's a <laughs> they just it's like they didn't do their research you know yeah. they were so preoccupied whether or not they could they didn't stop to think if they should you know <laughs> they just like yes, yes they 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 made this creature in this monster movie and then they kill it in the like kind of yeah. weirdest way where you get this you know the whole movie is about catching godzilla and killing it but then when they do it's like you're trying you're like sort of sympathizing but it's yeah. like why it, it it's you don't know how you're supposed to feel or relate to who or what it's all over the place yeah well, there's there's two tracks there's like there's the what are the issues with the movie that are fundamentally caused by it's called godzilla and we as fans of kaiju and godzilla expect something of godzilla and there's those issues but then yeah. and then there's the issues of like if you take away the name godzilla and just like let's look talk about the story and just the the, the narrative and all the stuff in there there's issues there as well. So there's like, there's, there's a lot of issues to go around uh, on this one, whether it's story or whether it's how they interpreted, um, you know, the King of the Monsters. Dude, uh, (laughs) before we get any further into the story and all that, I just want to say, I I remember something about when I saw this in middle school, you know, the movie came out like on a, I don't know, like a weekday movies always (laughs) come out during the week and I couldn't go see it until that Saturday. And a friend of mine at the time, um, this guy I went to school with, we were like kind of, you know, like you're always friends with a bunch of people in middle school that you never talked to once you hit high school. It was yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, but he like, he also kind of liked Godzilla and he got to see it. His, his parents took him to see it like during the week when it came out. And I remember being really jealous, but I got really mad at this kid and I'm going to call, I'm going to say, I remember his name. And I'm going to fucking call him out. Jesse Bats. Because Jesse Batts spoiled that Godzilla died. Uh, he like got to school the next day and he's like, they, he told me, he's like, they kill God, Godzilla dies. And I remember I was like, <laughs> I, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you're lying to me. You've never Godzilla. seen a Godzilla movie. I was like, movie. Godzilla can't die, you know? I remember being so annoyed that he, uh, that was maybe my first spoiler uh, <laughs> uh, experience. But, but yeah, dude, so I think 
I think when you're watching this movie as a as a as a Godzilla fan and an understanding, and you and you see how the character is treated, mm-hmm. and you're like, what has the, has the person who made this movie ever seen a Godzilla movie, yeah. or do they do they understand this character at all? And in that article, when you start talking about you know this this movie was made by Dean Devlin and uh, the other guy's name, it's uh, they. Yeah, Emmerich, you know, like you know, the guys who did Independence Day. Um, there's like articles and interviews with them before they took the this role on, where they're basically talking about how much they don't like Godzilla. You know, like there's there's some things that one of the guys said where he was like, "Oh, nobody takes those seriously. They're really silly. Only a small number of people like these movies." You know, like they were talking shit about Godzilla, and they didn't want to make this movie, and they were basically like annoyed into taking this movie on yeah um something that that article doesn't go into too much is that even before the the godzilla movie started to get going in the 90s there was one in the 80s mm-hmm. and they talk about it a little bit but it was going to be godzilla 3d mm-hmm. like godzilla yeah. king of the monsters 3 which i know you've heard yeah. of. yeah yeah but at the time i uh 3d to the max years, right 3D to the max. Yeah. yeah Bono. Couple, yeah. From our header. A, yeah. A, a couple years ago, um, at Dragon Con, uh, William Stout, William Stout goes to Dragon Con every year. Mm-hmm. You know who William Stout is? The artist? Yeah. The artist, William mm-hmm. Stout. He, he did, he did like a little bit of concept art for mm-hmm. the 90s Godzilla. Well, he was like heavily in the, the process of helping with the, the old one in the 80s, the mm-hmm. Godzilla 3D. And, uh, he did a panel on this at Dragon Con. That's awesome. And he he had stills. He had a bunch of artwork. Yeah, he did a slideshow. Yeah, they showed a bunch of like he talked about what the plot was going to be. And uh, at the time, it was the plot of the movie was sort of kind of a Gamera thing, where yeah. there was like a kid who mm. kind of had like a psychic, yeah. you know, kind of connection with Godzilla, and it sounded like a cool little story yeah. and. He was also part of his deal in working with that movie was that William Stout was going to get to make an American Rodan. That's amazing. And he's got a bunch of concept art from yeah. it. And like, I mean, and he it, draws it, dinosaurs better than anybody. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, clearly that 80s, you know, that movie never happened. So Rodan didn't happen. <laughs> and then that kind of like over time turned into what happened with 98. And they... So they tried to get this movie going in the 90s and they were so deep into produ- like there were there were maquettes built there mm-hmm. were statues there was you know there are maquettes in in Stan Winston's studio right now of the American Godzilla of the villain he was going to fight which mm-hmm. was a griffin which is amazing and, yeah and they had uh they had sets like miniature sets built mm-hmm. They were in pre-production when that movie fell apart. There was a director. There were actors signed on. John DeBont was going to direct it. His two main actors were going to be uh, uh, Bill Paxton and <laughs> Helen Hunt. Ah. They were going to be in this movie. And in the middle of it, all of a sudden, one of the producers said, hey, they make those Godzilla movies over there for $8 million. Why, are we, why is our budget $130 million? Yeah. So they cut the budget and John DeBont said, I'm out. 
Yeah. And he took his two actors and he fucking went and made Twister, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. And and then the movie didn't happen for a little bit. And then what's crazy is they cut the budget, killed this movie. Then they finally, this entire time, they were always trying to get uh, mm. the, the, the crew who did Independence Day to make it. They didn't want to do it. But they finally caved and said yes. And then they fucking knocked their budget way up. Yeah. Which is insane. And then they gave, gave the wrong guys the budget. Yeah. Yeah. But that story, like, you know, you can read a whole script. I haven't read the script, but there's a script out there. You can read it. And it's linked in that article I sent you. But the story of like a griffin kind of coming to Earth and, you know, an alien creation that's mm. going to destroy the planet. But Godzilla was created by an old civilization and he's going to wake up and fight the griffin and, there's tons of concept art. There's some concept art from Carlos uh, Juante, hmm. who we interviewed on YHS a couple of years ago. He's a hmm. big time, like he's done a lot of creature art hmm. for movies and production art. And they were so deep into a story that sounds like a traditional Godzilla film. Yeah. Godzilla was like, he was redesigned, but he still looked really cool. I remember yeah. getting, I remember getting a G fan that had some of that artwork in it. And just being like, the one where he like looks like a cat and he's like yeah. fucking around with a taxi, you know. I was yeah. like, this looks so cool, and it yeah. just never, it just fucking never happened. Yeah, the gri- Griffin is is such a cool concept, and to see that like in that, you know, early mid nineties, uh, you know what they had going on. Like, I, I just yeah. think it could have been really, really cool that kind of pseudo mythological creature against against the Godzilla. I, I don't know. I think it would be amazing. Yeah. Maybe that, you know, we talked about in our last episode, where does Godzilla go now? Maybe we go back to the future and get that. Uh, Dude, I, and, I would be into that because yeah. it, that that story, it had exactly what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Godzilla is scary in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's a big force of nature, but he turns out to kind of be the good guy. But yeah. you're still and that's the best thing about Godzilla is that you're like terrified of him, but you're also like, hey, man, will you? Yeah. you kill this thing yeah. <laughs> it did it did say in that article that they originally wanted the griffin to be king Ghidorah, yeah. but but king Ghidorah, mothra rodan and i think mechagodzilla were not included in the license mm-hmm. but they were they were like you can use any of the other monsters but those <laughs> monsters they're like those are licensed separately because they yeah. know those are the big monsters yeah. but man it's such a weird the whole history with this movie is weird. And the fact that the movie came out and, you know, Toho didn't really like, it's like, they were like, they had to pretend that they liked it, but it's like, we didn't get another American Godzilla film until what? 2014. (laughs) When? when, That's such a big. And we got the, we got the mention of the New York incident in what GMK uh, yeah. at the very beginning and then you get obviously zilla in final wars uh which yeah. obviously you know tongue-in-cheek doesn't put up much of a fight um but For sure uh, it's cgi you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cgi yeah. i thought that was interesting that in the in the contract with toho they said once your movie's out yeah. we'll copyright that creature as godzilla but then we can use it anytime yep. we want so or whatever we want yeah. yeah i think that's really cool toho there's man. a <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of information in that article. There's a lot of really good, you know, a lot of artwork in there, a lot of photos that I had never seen before. Yeah. That's an article that I've gone back and read multiple times. So it's on Sci-Fi Japan, and I believe it's called Godzilla Unmade. Mm-hmm. 
So if anybody's listening and you want to check that out, it isn't four parts. It is a lot of information. And I just think it's so crazy that like, you know, as much as I want to see that movie, if that would have happened, we wouldn't have gotten Twister. You know what I mean? And it's like, I love Twister. So it's like, can, can you can you weird... can you have a can you have one big swing and a miss in Godzilla to, and get Twister or have another good Godzilla one with your other thirty that are really good? Yeah, I, it's it's a tough one for you. I I, I totally yeah. see that. It's like Twister, been better in the long run. Yeah, Twister probably still would have happened, but it would have happened with a different director, yeah. different actors. So it would it probably would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. Um. There. There's also I want to just recommend. I don't want to be telling people to go listen to other podcasts. <laughs> you know too much don't there's a have you ever listened to how did this get made no i don't i don't i know of it obviously it's a super duper popular podcast but i don't listen to it uh they 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 have an episode for this movie which is definitely listenable and i also saw this in the theater um i want to say probably about eight or nine years ago at this point but uh riff tracks did this (laughs) in the theater so i was able and even even watching this with riff tracks, I was still like, this movie's too long. I was yeah. like, because it's very, it's like over two hours long. Oh, oh and yeah. I, and I, and I like when movies are long, but this movie like slogs through that. Like yeah. there are sections where I'm take this out. Why yeah. are we watching this for? And there's like three places that could have been the ending of the movie. You know, like there, there's like, there's like the, the first- well, Godzilla dies twice. Yeah. And then you have the babies. Like that yeah. thing. It's like, it's like, yeah, it did, there could have been 30 minutes cut out easily, I think, without losing anything. Um, yeah. And, and maybe even more. Um, but yeah, so like the actual movie itself, like for, for me, one of my big takeaways is I, I really like it's, it's hard, but after we watch it, like, I really think the presence, uh, well, you know, okay, you're, you're obviously uh, one of the, biggest Ghostbusters fans in the world. Obviously that's how yes, have some got started. And you know, they always say New York's like one of the characters in in the film. I think all the New York stuff is so, so ham fisted cliche, just gobbledygook. I mean, like, it's just it. I think that storyline and the Audrey storyline and I love Harry Shearer to death, but like his over the top reporter, yeah. the Hank Azaria uh, as like everything is so cliched and that part of the story, I think is the worst part of the story. Even the, even the disrespect to Godzilla aside, all of that, I think like there's nothing like that made me have an emotion, a positive emotional response. It, it just, it's just all like, you know, nails on chalkboard to me. I just hated that. And I, I got to thinking if you stripped all of that away and the whole story was Matthew Broderick as the earthworm guy, you have, you have the French spe- special forces, you have whatever. And it's just that. And the military, them trying to solve, because, you know, he is the main character has some like unique ideas of, uh, Oh, this is, he's pregnant. He's that, is that, is that. I, I just felt that kind of, human storyline and the New York storyline and everything like that was the biggest anchor on a film with a lot of anchors. Uh, and so yeah. to me, like that was my big takeaways. Like, I found nothing redeeming in that storyline. Oh yeah, dude. I I'm, I'm right there with you. Nothing about, especially the Audrey stuff. I yeah. thought it was all like, I just did not care about no. her job. And like, you know what? I wanted her to get fired. Fuck her dude. <laughs> Fuck her. Because like, she just straight up 
got him fired. Nick. Yeah, she just <laughs> fucks him up, man. She like literally just steals his tape and says, "Hey guys, here it is." And I'm yeah. just like, "No, dude, there's nothing redeeming about her after that." No. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, she's not likable. And I think like if you're going to have a really compelling human storyline in this film, which, you know, it's a popcorn flick. I get that it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be something super deep and, and whatever, but like, you have to have at least a likable character. I'm rooting for her to get eaten by Godzilla babies. Like yeah. I'm not rooting for her. Like, no. Um, And I, I thought that, like I said, and that, and just like the, you know, just the, the accents and everything. And just like, it just was so over the top. It was almost felt like they were, kind of like, ha, 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 tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. And I think it just brought it. It made some of the as aspects that could have been cool as a, in a monster film. I think it just, you know, for every neat thing that we got there, we got something, you know, just with, you know, uh, Hank Azaria and his, one of the actress that plays his wife's name, like doing yeah. just cliche, like New York accents. It's like, yeah. ah, I don't know. I feel like Renee was the, you know, the, the French operative yeah. dude. I feel like he's the most likable character. He's the yeah. only character that I want to spend time with, yeah, yeah. but he gets the smallest. Yeah. Like if you, if you would take him out of the movie, it's the exact same movie. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like there's nothing really. No. So he, he gets, he, he's the one guy that believes Matthew Broderick's characters, the Knicks like theory like that's I mean yeah. that does something about like you it could have been the other female scientist the the paleontologist or whatever she was that was yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. It, he wasn't necessary like I mean it's not like his uh his special forces did much damage they all got eaten by the babies um, yeah. but but I agree I think he was good I think the uh I think the the cap the lead uh general or whatever colonel of of the American forces was fine um yeah. but the the you know the mayor like it's just all these like over the top Goofy well, they characters. also the the mayor, uh, you know, they they base the 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 mayor and his assistant off of Siskel and Ebert, like yeah, because yeah, he's, he's mayor, mayor yeah, yeah. he's like Mayor Ebert, and the other dude's name is Gene, yeah, and they're like like buffoons, and they yeah. did that because those, you know, because they got bad review. I'm just yeah. like that. This is a movie, like that's yeah. petty, like that's silly. That's not fun. That's no. not funny. Like that's grow up. You're you're making yeah. a movie. You know you're yeah. making a Godzilla movie. Grow up. Yeah, and I'm uh, and I'm and I'm pretty sure. Like I mean, there's just a lot of like, I don't know. You had to suspend your disbelief on a lot of the uh, not the giant marine iguana, but on the like the military protocol and like how just it seems like anybody could just kind of get in and have a major role in the U.S. military. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, it was I don't know. It was crazy. I just felt like there was something. There was something there. Uh, with the non-New York aspect storyline, I, th I think that there could have been a a solid, average movie if it was just really focused on kind of the military and this nuclear. This, you know, I love the fact that he was a former activist and and you know uh, against nuclear regulation or against nuclear, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, radiation and all that stuff. You know, nuclear power and stuff. And then he becomes part of the nuclear regulatory commission. I think that's a cool thing to like make change from the inside. They could have built that as the storyline. Yeah. And then he uses that to help stop this massive, crazy creature. I think it could have been a tinge more serious. And I think it could have been a little bit better and tighter uh, in an hour and a half instead of two and a half yeah. hours. It's, and it's, it could be good. It's got a weird, like, 
I think the buildup is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, you know, he attacks that, that boat. Like yeah. that's, that's classic Godzilla, fine. you know, it's like fine. attacking a boat. You don't see him. There's a survivor. They find the footprints. Mm-hmm. I think that whole scene's cool when you're getting the aerial shot of the footprints and he's like, you're standing in it, you know, like yeah. that. I was like, Hey, I like, I like this buildup. And I think even the first time, the first time Godzilla shows up and he's going through New York, but you never really see him. Yeah. You know, they're still kind of keeping him secret. You see his tail and I'm yeah. like, he kills old Joe. That stuff. Yeah. That stuff <laughs> was all that stuff was well done, I think. But then it's like the rest of the movie. It's, it's like Godzilla is never treated as a threat. Mm-mm. He's just a nuisance. A nuisance. He's just like you said a minute ago, it's just like, he's a giant rat. And yeah. we're like, we got to catch this rat or, you know, we're not going to, he's going to infestation stink yeah. up. He's going to stink up New York. It was weird. Like you get a yeah. cool build up, but then it's like, nobody's scared of Godzilla. It's yeah. just like, we need to get him out of here so I can do yeah, a parade. Are, I, mean, I mean, exactly. I mean, they, the, the New Yorkers are excited to get back into the city. Like, you know, without even the body being found, there's no threat, you know, as opposed to, yeah. I mean, I get New Yorkers are tough and everything, but like Godzilla is supposed to be this massive thing. Like you, because of the radiation, you might not be allowed back in there for years because of the lingering radiation effects and everything. And it's just, yeah. it never was treated that big. And, yeah. but, but you're, I, I love how you said that. I've never thought of it. The movie doesn't get annoying or bad until those kind of, the New York office scenes, right? Like with Harry Shear and like, it's like, well, a little, a little, you know, I don't know, a little over the top, but um, cause everything, you're right. Everything of them recruiting this guy that's just researching earthworms that are growing in Chernobyl to like help with this massive, nothing is wrong with that. It's fine. Yeah. And in the footprint scene, it makes me think of, this is something from like those nineties, you know, from like, it could be from Congo or Anaconda or yeah. whatever. Like it, it, it's, it's like, a cheesy one-liner, but not like some of the cheesy moments you get later on, but like an effective, like, you know, you're standing in it and they pan up. I, I think it works for a summer film, but then it just, it just goes downhill after that. And you're right. Yeah. They, it's because he's just a nuisance. Well, dude, it's, you know, when you look at Dean Devlin and Ronald Emmerich's like, you know, filmography, they, they just, they really like making disaster movies. Hey, Independence Day is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Like that movie's great. And, and it's clear that they just were like, that's their thing. They make disaster movies and they just like, they weren't really interested in making a Godzilla movie. They were just like, oh, here's a different way we can make a disaster film. Yeah. You know, so they just kind of took like the basic bare bones of God, what Godzilla was mm-hmm. just so they can show New York falling apart. And yeah. And the thing you said this earlier about being embarrassed, I think that is the wor- was the worst thing about mm-hmm. Godzilla '98 is because when people find out, when normal people mm-hmm. find out that you're a Godzilla fan, luckily now we have Godzilla 2014 yeah. and King of the Monsters and King Kong versus God- like. Luckily now we have that. Yeah. But you know, for years, when anybody found out you're a Godzilla fan the only frame of reference in their mind was this movie. And you always had to be like, not that one. Yeah. I always, I remember I always had to make it a point to be like, Hey, there's 28 other Godzilla movies or however many there (laughs) were at the time, you know, there's 28 other ones and they're all better than this one. This one doesn't count. It's like, you always had to tell people that now you could be like, no, 2014. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, 100%. I always say, like, it, I like, I like the Godzillas from Japan. I'd always say that. Like, I never, like, yeah, I had to qualify it. And I hated yeah. that, especially, you know, middle school, high school kid. Like, you just, yeah. it's already, it's already not a common property to like. And, you know, in, in, I'm sure in, in Georgia and in, uh, in small town, Texas and wherever, like it wasn't yeah. that common. And then like I, that when they did have the exposure, you always had to qualify it. Like, no, no, the stuff from Japan, like, you know, not, not that, that yeah. one, not the Taco That's Bell. Not, one. Yeah. yeah. Not the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I? Oh, the only thing I remember at the time, one thing that happened that I, that I was glad about mm. that this movie caused now, is a good and a bad thing <laughs> because this movie came out in the United States. Then they, they did release Godzilla 2000 in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which besides, <laughs> besides Shin Godzilla might be, I don't know this for sure, but those might be the only two uh, Japanese Godzilla films that have gotten like distribution in theaters over here like not talking yeah. about the little, double feature yeah double yeah feature not talking driving. about that but like yeah. a legitimate release shin godzilla yeah. godzilla 2000 maybe a couple others but 1985 was obviously a big one None, yeah okay so yeah that's the year i was born so i was a baby but Did uh, you go to that one i didn't get to see that <laughs> one in the theater i was maybe not born yet depending on the month but um but I remember like getting to go see Godzilla 2000. And I mean, it was Godzilla 2000, so like, yeah. whatever. But still, yeah. the fact that I was, you know, in middle school, yeah. getting ready to go into high school or whatever, and I got to go see a Japanese, a real Godzilla movie yeah. in my theater, I remember, I'll never forget that. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter what movie it is. I'll never yeah. forget that I got to do that. And that, I, maybe that's worth it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean... It, it's a good question because it is Godzilla 2000, so, <laughs> um, which I, I I mean, I think that's a big question maybe for our closing thoughts on where, you know, where does this thing rank uh, compared to some of the other ones that we've talked about? But I, is there anything like, because I have a feel like, are there, is there anything like redeemable about this movie? Is there something that like you watch this movie and you're like, I, I do, I mean, we've, we've talked about a little bit here, but like, is there anything like when you think of, you know, you know, rapid fire, say something good about Godzilla 98. Like, is there, is what comes to mind? This. The, <laughs> the merchandising, the, yeah. The, the merchandise, like the fact that I have this Taco Bell cup holder. Yeah. I, I do like some of the merchandise. Yeah. I did. That that stuff will always get me no matter what the movie of course. is. I don't care. But dude, I don't know, man. Like you say that, what comes to mind about redeeming quality? I don't know, man. Um, all, all I can say is that there's a good bit of good looking practical effects. Yep. Yep. That's my, that's, that's, probably, that's probably the best thing about the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I a hundred percent agree, um, that that is by far the practical effects are like what makes it, I, I don't want to say salvageable, but what is, is the best, is the best part. And also I think the, if we we can say this now looking back you know, 20 plus years from it. I yeah. think there is a, it's almost like we're, it's glad to have that film in the franchise just because it is, it, you can talk about it because whether good, bad or indifferent, like I think that it is so radically different that I do think that it's one that 
I don't know. It's a good counterbalance with some of the, you know, you have so many traditional Godzillas. Like hey, it was, it was a different approach to it. I think ultimately it failed like critically, yeah. obviously. It, um, and it, and it's not like it was like a huge box office bomb. I mean, they did like $380 million worldwide, yeah. but like, I, I do think like it, it's, it's definitely unique and different than anything else. For sure. That we we saw, um, and there's some really cool, a couple good marmot safubis of it too. So they're going in the merchandise thing. But, there uh, are, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I and I want some. You you yeah. you sent me those uh, pictures of the. I think did you the get babies. some of the the babies? And I like those. I I actually this might have been during lockdown. For some reason, I decided I wanted to like army build the babies because <laughs> they made because the you know. Uh, was it Trend Masters that still? I think it was still mm-hmm. Trend Masters that put that I stuff think so out. Too. There were four or five different Godzilla figures, and they yeah. were different colors, or they had different like you know, features, some of them like, yeah. features. Yeah, and, and I I bought like a lot of them on eBay, and I, and I just had, and I'm like, you know what? These are so stupid, but I like these, you know. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. It's a rough. It's just a rough one in general. It's yeah. I, I I probably have rewatched it more than some other Godzilla movies, but it's one of those ones that anytime you rewatch it, it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I have a question for you uh, as a Jurassic Park aficionado. Yeah. Are you, and knowing this took place, you know, five years after and yet still somehow, like I said, I, the, the 93 Jurassic Park is just, it's, it's a, one of the most mind boggling things in the world that, that that film holds up so well today, yeah. but yet everything after it, that you know, opposed you know, supposedly advanced just doesn't, but it just it's yeah. a miracle film. But anyway, were you offended, uh, or was it you know because it wasn't so, I don't know, not so subtle? The kind of like the babies are you know they they have that Jurassic Park version of Velociraptor yeah. Dinonychus, and like like it has that feel. And there's so there's a lot of it's Jurassic literally Park. the kitchen scene. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the whole ending is basically yeah. the kitchen. I didn't care about it too much, you know. I never. It's weird. The baby thing, it never really bothered me. Yeah. But it also never, there wasn't, I, I wasn't, that was, it, it was a scene in the movie that I just didn't, I felt so indifferent towards it because yeah. it's not exciting. The only thing that I liked about it is that I like after they kill all those babies, mm. Godzilla comes back because yep. I remember. I remember being kind of a, you know, the first time I saw it, I thought Godzilla was dead. And I was like, oh, then we're just going to get the babies. Yeah. But I like, there is a scene in that movie where Godzilla comes back and he looks and he sees one dead baby. Yeah. And it's the, it's like the only bit of emotion in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Godzilla sees that they killed his babies or Mm. its babies or whatever. And then it, and then that's the only time that Godzilla is like a threat when he's yeah. chasing a taxi cab. Yeah. So if you got to kill a bunch of babies to get that, then okay, I guess. But the, nothing about the the effects or nothing specifically about all the babies in Madison Square Garden got me. You know, yeah. like I, I I I like I like the Godzilla over the babies. You know, I yeah. just didn't care. No, I, that moment is by far, I think, the most. Uh, like you said, it drives the most emotion. And, and that yeah. and I would say maybe a second would be when Godzilla's dying on the bridge and hit Matthew Broderick and had the like, like, I'm not saying it was like beat like super effective, but it was at least they were trying to elicit some sort of 
response, yeah. but um, but the Godzilla with the babies, absolutely. And then it's like, then I root for Godzilla because I've had no positive emotional connection to any of the human characters. So that, I'm rooting for Godzilla to kill the humans, which yeah. is not what they're, I'm supposed to do in that movie. You're not supposed to do, but that's what I was saying earlier about how they, they're so back and forth because it's like, you don't know whether or not Godzilla is supposed to be like a tragic figure. Or are you rooting for Godzilla? Yeah. Oh, now you're not. Now they're yeah. trying to kill. Oh, mess. but now you killed his baby. So it's like, it goes back and forth. Uh, I will say though, one of the things about the design of Godzilla, and I think it comes through in the animated series, mm -hmm. is that if you if you just look, if you just forget everything about the movie and just look at that design, there's something about his face and mm -hmm. his eyes that seem sort of I feel like you could have you could have put this character in a like King Kong story, basically, because yeah. he looks he looks very sympathetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I could see this Godzilla, you know, befriending a human being, you know, yep. that's what they do in the cartoon. Mm. Um, and I think it works, you know, he's, he's, you know, did you, do you watch much of the cartoon when it was yeah, out? Yeah, actually, I, um, I just gave it to somebody, but I did, I have owned it for a while. Yeah. So yeah. It's really, it's really good. Some of the monsters designs are really cool too. Um, at one point, at one point, there's a monster named Gigan in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I no, but I, I did like that. Um, and I liked, uh, you know, I liked how they went full on with like the, you know, the Godzilla's, uh, you know, uh, to help help defeat these bad monsters and everything it's, like that. But dude, yeah, it's just like the it. It's the same setup as the uh, the Hanna Barbera. It's yeah. like a crew of people, and when mm -hmm. they need help. Godzilla shows up to fight the other monster. They just him. need Godzuki, right? Um, yeah. The, uh, um, but no, I, and like I said, it goes back. Like I always want to, you know, definitely add some caveats to it. But like, I don't hate the design, you know, because of, because of like, yeah, there you go. VHS, dude. Yeah. The yeah. design's not bad. It's no. like, I remember at the time being really taken aback by the design and like being like, why would they, why does it look like this? But when you look back, like, uh, the guy who designed it, I, his name is uh, boy, I, I'm I'm losing his name, but his last name is like uh, Tadopoulos. It's like the, they named the character. Oh after. yeah, uh, is it Pat Patrick Tadopoulos? Yeah, 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 Patrick. Yeah, he's married to uh, Mackenzie Westmore, who uh, hosted Face Off, and I know he was on Face Off as well, uh, which obviously was a great show. But she is from the famous Westmore Hollywood makeup and special effects family. That's, so that's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, that dude is a that dude is an amazing yeah. creature designer. Yeah. And I and I think I sometimes kind of feel bad for him because I think the '98 Godzilla kind of gets shit on a little bit because of how bad the movie is. Yeah. But people kind of just lump that. In. A lot of people hate the design too, but. I think if that design was in a different movie mm -hmm. and they had writers who cared about the character, I think it could have been great. Yeah, I look at it like this. If that design had radioactive breath and was bigger and couldn't be destroyed by a plane, but it was the exact same design, walking yeah. in that 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 gate and the the very like overtly this is a an irradiated marine iguana like look the everything jaw structure you name it with the 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 subtle spines instead of the big you know the more uh kind of plated look i think it goes from this is the worst design ever to this is a, a good solid to upper tier design i think it's just yeah. like if that thing had radioactive breath and was huge, it could be killed by a suspension bridge. Um, I would, uh, I, I, I don't know. So I, I think there's, I'm way more on the positive side on the design as most yeah. people. Um, 
but there's as if you've listened to this podcast so far, like there's there's a too much bad to overcome <laughs> some of the potential yeah. that it could have had. There's a there's a lot of bad, but I I do find myself recently like you know there was that poll where uh, Monster Arts was was trying to figure out what to yeah. do next, and ninety eight was in there, yeah. and I don't buy all the Monster Art stuff. I'd buy a ninety eight if they did it because you know what? There's only there's no new newer companies putting out 98 Godzilla stuff. No. There are, like you said, there are some Sabu, Safubi things, but like, dude, but only like hey, two. <laughs> imagine if like X plus put one out, it would look amazing. You know, oh, um, yeah. dude, speaking of the, the toys and the toy lines, I still pick some of that stuff up. If I see it, I still have a lot of the, the 98 Godzilla figures from when I was a kid. There was, I talked about this. I think I might've talked about this on toy anxiety, mm-hmm. But there was, they put out a figure that was the ultimate Godzilla. Oh, I think it was on our first episode of YHS. Well, didn't we talk about it on here? Okay, yeah. The intro episode. About how it broke and everything. I still, it broke. I still have it. Nice. Both of his, like his arms are missing and his foot (laughs) snapped off. But I'm keeping it. Because I still want to, I still want to rebuy it. I want to yeah. rebuy that figure. I want to get it in the packaging. Yeah. It's such a big, yeah. thick, like nice, well-made toy. I remember being excited about. Like they did yeah. do a good job on the toy line. I, I have to admit that. But yeah. that might be the best thing about the movie is the toy line. I really think the merch and the, the toy inclusive of the toys is the lasting legacy of this. It really yeah. is. Like I mean, I think people. When you think Godzilla not eight, they don't they couldn't tell you one character in it, but they could tell you, you know, all the tagline size, you know, tagline size does matter. You know, they had this type of cup at Taco Bell or whatever. I yeah. really think that's that's probably the lasting legacy to to a large portion of the I uh, literally got two of the cups yeah. right here. I got the yeah. did I one thing I used to remember thinking, and I still wonder about this, is you know, that that Godzilla he was because he was like a little more limber and he was yeah. skinnier. There were a lot of scenes of him like on buildings, like yeah. crawling. And, you know, even like this cup yeah. has him kind of like perched on a building. Yeah. And I always just wondered, like, even though he's skinnier, he's would that still not destroy that building? Like, yeah. look how are yeah. you telling me that that building is strong enough for this giant. <laughs> it's still a fucking giant monster. How is it not? They build crumbling? they build those buildings out of stern stuff, man. Uh no, I agree. I uh it is funny. I actually have like a, a little gumball machine of uh of that like him uh wrapped around a building. I know exactly cool. which yeah. one you're, I know yeah, exactly I which one you're that. talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm not a structural engineer, so I'm not qualified <laughs> to answer that. Uh, but uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> dude. I'm about to go like full conspiracy and do a, <laughs> a a conspiracy video about Godzilla melting beams and shit. <laughs> because um, hey, at the at the end of the day, that's the worst thing about the movie, right? If we could just fix that, it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I also remember when I was, you know, when you're a kid and like, you know, you 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 see articles or I I specifically remember when the premiere happened. There was mm-hmm. like an MTV special. Mm-hmm. or some it was it might have been mtv news even i don't know but there was some sort of thing where they were reporting on the premiere of the movie and i remember i can't remember exactly who but there was a, a husband and a wife who who did music together mm-hmm. and they were interviewed they'd come out of the mu- movie and they interviewed them and uh 
they were like, I remember specifically that they were like, hey, we're, we've always been really big fans of Mothra and there are Mothra moments in this movie. And I remember being a kid hearing that and being like, Mothra is in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Why would they say that if Mothra is not in this movie? And then I remember watching it and being like, what in this movie could you call a Mothra moment? There hmm. is nothing in this movie that feels like a Godzilla dies. Moment. And we know Mothra always dies. And there's babies. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the larva. Maybe. But I remember being like, dis- I, I remember being like, oh, did they just say that Mothra is Mothra in this? Like, I, mean, I was dumb. I was a dumb kid. There's but. eggs and babies and the main one dies. I'm going to find, I'm going to find that clip. <laughs> That'd be gonna amazing. Like, I'm going to get on YouTube tonight and try to find the clip and figure out who said that and try to find it. It's probably, let's, probably let's get him on the podcast and be like, Hey, what were you talking about? Like we'll get him on the show. We'll be like, a, Hey, Hey, uh, I just want to ask you about there's some famous like musician yeah. and be like, Hey, yeah, I just want to ask you like, did you see the same Godzilla movie I did? Let me ask you, <laughs> Let me ask you about this thing you said 20 years ago. Yeah. Have you ever seen Mothra? Like what? What? Like what? Well, do you know what Mothra is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, it's a huge like unsolved mystery. We can we can do that. We have the power at YHS and Monster Island to you know, right or wrong, uncover the this crazy catastrophe. JD, do you have anything else to say about this movie? Um I do not, um, right. but I, I, well, I say, I guess we have to talk about where does it fit in the, where does it fit All right. in the, in the, the, you know, the, the pantheon of, do you Mojita have this in a, do you have a solid ranking for this or? Yeah, I do. Um, I actually, and, um, well, I, I, I view it this way. It's in the bottom, like the bottom pod, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, it all fluctuates, but it's definitely in the bottom pod. I would say like gun to my head. I do like it better than Godzilla 2000. I like it better than Godzilla versus Megaguirus because everything's better than Godzilla Megaguirus. And I think I like it better than... We hate those movies, don't I we? I, I hate I really do. Uh, and then I think I like it better than... And, and this is the one that I, I would have to go back and rewatch and compare than the, uh, the second installment of the anime. So uh, City on the Edge of Battle. I do wow. think I like it better than those, uh, yeah. but it's in that bucket. Um, it, it's the next ones, which would probably be the other two animes, maybe Godzilla versus Hedera, a couple other ones. King for me, like King Kong versus Godzilla, I cannot stand it, but uh, it's not. Wow. I, take it back. I take that back, but it's not. Those are all like way ahead of these kind of bottom four. Um, I do want to revisit the anime trilogy just because, like, it's you been should. a while. Yeah, you and, should. And it's Jay. better than you think it is. Yeah, Jay. I know. And I, like I said, I I'm going off of. I haven't seen it since you know now when it came out. I'll tell you again, the second one I think is the worst one. But yeah. I still think that trilogy. I, I would agree with you though. I think this movie's in the bottom, mm. but not the very, it's not the worst. It's not my mm. least favorite. I've watched, I have on purpose put this on yeah. over I won't watch a, handful, a handful of other Godzilla. You know, I've put Mega Gears on, you know, I've put 2000 on a few times, yeah. but usually when I put 2000 or Mega Gears on, it's because I'm like, it's got to be better than I think it yeah. is. And I'm yeah. like trying to find something else I like in it. But yeah, I think with Godzilla, yeah, with Godzilla 98, the more I rewatch it, the more I hate the Audrey storyline and I hate those characters. And actually, the more 
I find sympathy and I start to like and almost root for for the Godzilla parts to be better. I think I've, as we've grown, yeah, I've grown older, yeah. you know, I, I think I think that's what puts it over Mega Gears because it's like Mega. I just get angry. I get angry. There's, I'm like, Wah. So sometimes there there's been times where I'll put 98 on. I'll mm-hmm. start it from the beginning and I'll watch it until Godzilla shows up in New York, mm-hmm. like straight through to that section. But then after that, I just fast forward all the parts of Godzilla's. In. Yeah, I just take yeah. everything else out and I just watch the times where God because like. Some of it does look really. It's he does look pretty good. Like yeah. I've said it five times, but I think the effects yeah. pretty much hold up. And, and he does some cool stuff. Like you said, like the it's the first limber acrobatic Godzilla. Like that's kind of cool stuff, yeah. you know. So there's some good stuff, but uh, it, it's always it's going to be in the bottom. And a lot of it is just the ec- it strayed too far away. I think from Godzilla. Yeah, without, it's just it, not. It's just yeah. not Godzilla. And then, and then, I, then everything else, I just blame on Audrey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking Audrey. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where I rank it. I, I mean, I think we're kind of in the same boat on that one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's just not good. It's just not good, man. <laughs> it's it's just good. a weird. It's like a weird experiment. You know, sometimes I, I'm all for uh, filmmakers taking risks and doing experiments, Definitely. but I feel like it. It's it's insulting when somebody takes a franchise or something that's been done ahead of them and they don't, they don't have any like reverence for it. They don't have any respect for it. They just take it and say, Oh, I'm going to do something crazy with that. You know? And they, it's not like they're, they don't really care about the character or the characters. It's like, they're just kind of using it as a vehicle as their own game. It's different than like, when 2014 Godzilla was made and you're like, you know, you could, I know some people don't like that movie, but that movie very, very much feels like a Godzilla movie to <laughs> me. You know what I mean? I think 2014 is a very, it's like the opposites of what we can, we can do really shit Godzilla and we can do pretty good Godzilla. So, well, I think, I think with, with 98, the other reason I think it bumps up over some of those lower ones. I think if you took a thousand random people, or maybe we need more than that to get some Godzilla fans. And you made them watch every single Godzilla movie and you interviewed them and said, what was your favorite one? I think there would be some people that would say Godzilla 98 is their favorite Godzilla movie. Not, not Godzilla fans, right? Because, you know, if you like Fast and the Furious or like the popcorn, the yeah. American cheesy ones, you know, that, that, you know, that they, that a lot of people go to the theaters to see, maybe. I don't think a single person would like Mega Gearus the most because it fails on every <laughs> front and it doesn't do anything right. different or better than that. At least 98 is different. And when I'm watching yeah. that, I'm not just seeing a bad watered down Godzilla. I'm seeing something that I could even say isn't Godzilla. And it's just, I think that would give it a little bit of a, at least somebody I could see somebody liking it a lot. I don't understand how people like Mega Gearus. You really hate that movie. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, yeah, dude, I, I agree with that. I can I can see that for sure. There, are, you I'm know, not one people, of them, but <laughs> hey, some people just don't have any taste. Um, <laughs> I don't want to listen. I I think that's about all we can say on Godzilla '98. But I do want to end the show with uh, yeah. maybe something a little more positive. Um, did did you buy a did you buy a Mondo statue? This week? I did. I did. I bought the uh, speaking of animated Godzillas. I did buy the uh, the Hanna Barbera one. Um, yeah. It came out and it was uh, it was really easy. 
Uh, unlike the Safubi drop they did with the real limited uh, quantities. I don't know how many they made of this one. It was limited, but well, that, could be, that could be whatever. It's name. a pre-order, and I think it's maybe still available. Yeah. Um, I, well, see, I'm not I, surprised, though. I, I honestly, like, I think you and I, we talked about it in our toy episode. We were both really jazzed about it. Like, it, that's a cool sculpt. It's just neat to have something, right? Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. But I also think we might have, we're maybe too close to loving Godzilla, loving Kaiju, that I think it was so neat and stuff. I don't know if it has a, a wider appeal because it, I'm just not shocked that it's it's one of those Mondos that's just not, you know, well, gone in a second. I've, I've noticed in the past, I, I this is 100% what I thought was going to happen. I, I was like, I, you know, I didn't, I was tattooing. I was working when it went for sale. I didn't buy it. Yeah. And I do want it because because of the fact that it does it is cool it yeah. does look good Love it's, the 100, it's 120 bucks it's not bad and it is the only official merchandise yeah. for hanna-barbera godzilla that's that's yeah. out there you know so I, I i i might eventually pick it up we'll see but i i knew that it wouldn't sell out because i've looked at statues on mondo before that are there you know last time i looked at I don't quote me right this minute, but last time I looked, which was not that long ago, they still had the big Polgasari figure on their site. And they also still had the Gloria figure from Colossal, which that movie came out years yeah. ago. Yeah. And they made a statue of that because I've almost bought that like 10 times <laughs> and it's still on there. And I know, I know um, I'm specifically looking at Kaiju on their website. Yeah. But I had got the feeling that maybe the, some of the statues, especially that kind of stuff, it just might not sell out like yeah. the the posters. And and I'm OK with that because that means I got time to really think about if I want to buy the statues or not. I do think I do think the Attack Peter is going to sell out. But I yeah. think that I think that because Attack Peter has a he has a very big following mm -hmm. and people really, really love his prints. And he's got a big fan base that will buy anything that's Damn. Attack Peter doesn't. And that's that attack Peter statue. That's kind of a special thing that they're doing. I think it's really cool that they're using some artists renditions. They're doing it for, uh, I think the, uh, God, there's one of the other ones is an artist like rendition as well. And, and I really like that. I like that they're doing that. That's a cool, that's a cool statue. Oh yeah. I probably won't get that one either though. I would get the Hanna-Barbera over that one <laughs> for the reasons I just said, but I think that one will sell out immediately, but I feel like it's like special circumstances. Um, yeah. I also, I feel like they, and these like, you know, the Hanna-Barbera and like, you're not, it's only a small percentage of the Godzilla fans that are going to want that. And then it's a small, it's probably not going to get like that, um, that, oh, this is a cool art piece because it's not, it doesn't feel like that. Whereas Attack yeah. Peter, you're going to get a large portion of the Godzilla community because it's just God, a, a rendition of Godzilla, but you're also going to get the Attack Peter and the, the people that want it as a piece of art, and you're going to get probably more like just kind of your Mondo fans or God, the Godzilla piece is almost secondary. Whereas I just don't think the, the Hanna-Barbera, I don't think it speaks to everybody. If it was $50, then I think it probably sells out pretty quickly, but I think 120 you get to like, where like, ah, you know, I'd rather have this other thing, Godzilla. Yeah. I, the Hanna-Barbera is neat and it's cool, but um, I, I don't think that it's a ton. And I got it just solely because to your point, it's the only official piece of merchandise from that show, even though I've, yeah. I've, it's the Hanna-Barbera cartoon doesn't have an emotional tie to me or anything like right. that. But yeah. it's uh, but it, I think it looks good, too, on top of all yeah. of that. I do think it looks good. Um, 
And uh, yeah, but they attack Peter. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I'm already prepping to buy that one uh, on the secondhand market because I think it'll. I'm just, out. I'm just more interested in, and and this maybe doesn't make any sense. I've always been more of a figure guy than a statue guy. <laughs> Even though if you take like an X plus figure, statue, <laughs> it's a static figure. Yeah. You can't move anything. It's pretty close to being a statue. Yeah, but I'm just like, I, I, I want to get that. Uh, 85 variant of the mm. the Godzilla like Sofubi yeah. that they're gonna do. Yeah, I might want to pick up one of those Hedoras. So I just passed on it, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like I might, who knows? I might, I might buy it at three o'clock in the morning. Who knows? But the best purchases are made at three o'clock in the morning. That's when I usually send yeah, you dude. notes and be like, "Hey, Jake, I just found this. Do you want it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, please pick that up." <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. The, the acceptance rate is much higher at three in the morning. But yeah. I do, <laughs> anybody's gonna question anybody's uh kaiju collecting manhood by not picking up the hanna-barbera one right away i don't think it's one of those like yeah. uh you know um that's uh, a must-have i just got it because i really like it i actually i think it would look cool on on uh, on a shelf i love the colors and i got it more as just that type of thing than i'm like emotionally connected to the to the subject matter um so i don't know we'll dude, see but i i i get it and dude i kind of like i've been thinking about this and you showing me those those bandai uh uh, figures you got this morning or uh, th- beginning of the show there. <laughs> I, I've been I've been kind of wanting to put together, you know, in my last couple of years, especially. It's always been on my radar, but ever since I started watching, when I picked up Ultra Q, mm. and when I when I started watching Ultraman, which I you know I've talked about it before, I only I only saw Ultra Q for the first time a year ago, yeah. and Ultraman wasn't much before that. But I've always been such a huge Godzilla fan that I've always kind of neglected the other kaiju movies in, in the Toho universe or just in general, yeah. you know? And this show is, is, is helped me, you know, watch yeah. other things. But, you know, I got that Polgasari figure. I still want that big Polgasari figure. I want that glory. I really like Colossal. Yeah. I know it's not. Colossal's I know it's great. not your favorite, but I. Oh, I like. I, I like Colossal. You like Colossal? It's good. Um, I I really love it. And I'm like, God, do I want to put together a shelf or a detolf or something that's kaiju, but keep the Godzilla out of it? Put some yeah. Ultraman in there. Put some, yeah. you know, try to do a whole thing of just well, all these have, other. You could do plenty. You could do by like studio. You could have like your Subaraya one, which would be all your Ultraman and all yeah. the stuff. You could have a you could have a, a die with like your Gamoras and your uh, exactly. uh, Dabajin and all that stuff. Yeah, it would be really Dude, cool. Dude, I want to get that. Uh, have you seen those? Um, I don't know who makes them, but there's some Death Kappa figures out there. But they're like super expensive. I don't think I've seen many of them. Yeah, there's you have some to show Death me those. Ca- and I I remember being when I saw them, I was That's like, cool. who the fuck is making Death Kappa figures? He- Yokai's big right now, man. Capitals are good, big, man. Yeah. For sure, for uh, sure. But no, I, I think it's a great idea, man. That is, those are some good goals. But of course, you have seven hundred other toy lines you collect outside of kaiju. So it's you got to make this. You hey, you only have one house that that I know of. Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna <laughs> get. I'm gonna. I'm about to probably stop buying Masters of the Universe figures because <laughs> I really have no like. I, I know this is a completely different show, but. I have zero like emotional connection yeah. to Masters of the Universe. I literally only buy them because I think the art looks cool. Yeah, but uh, buy an art book. They have, a, they have the art of they have the art of the Masters to an end. Yeah. It might yeah. that might come to an end. So, 
I gotta do something. Dude, toy anxiety, being on toy anxiety makes you buy crazy shit. It just makes you like, it's fun. And I do love toys. And I definitely entered uh, into an area of my life where I will buy a toy because I'm like this, I don't know anything about this, but this looks cool. And I like toys. So I'm going to buy it. Yeah. but money. Yeah, so, money. It's real. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. It's real. It sucks. Um, I hate it and I think it's fake, but <laughs> I no no worries. I'm actually I made the decision. Um I think I uh am going to stop and maybe probably sell what I had of my NECA uh movie turtles. Um so I think I'm going to just and I've already done okay. that with the arcade. So I had all of them uh almost all, all of them. Um and I, I think I'm going to just stick with uh, what my favorite, which I know is definitely different than a lot of people as the animated one. It's obviously the bigger line too. Um, but yeah. I, I think I'm going to do that. And I, I put a couple, there's still things, a few things I'm holding on to like, yeah. am I going to, am I going to get rid of these or just keep a few? Um, I'm usually a all or nothing guy. So I think I might, I might uh, ditch them, but I'm a, uh, I'm making, it's, it's all about clearing room for other things. Uh, and yeah. The good news is none of this stuff is like thousands of dollars where it's like, I'll never be able to own it again. So yeah, yeah. but I getting rid of, stop collecting a toy line is hard. Even, even ones without a much emotional attachment. I mean, I do have emotional attachment to, to movie uh, turtles, but it's still hard because it's, you know, it's still effort and time and money you put into it. Uh, Yeah. But just fill it with some really awesome Kaiju and you'll be good. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, nobody's ever been like, hey, Jake, that's an awesome He-Man Masters of the Universe shelf. But they will say that is an awesome Super Eye Productions Ultra Monster God. shelf or uh, that's right. a great, uh, you know, y- yokai shelf or whatever. So you're yeah. good there. <laughs> great yokai. You're right, dude. Uh, I appreciate that, man. That, that's that's the talking sense that I needed. Um, <laughs> Jay, you got anything else? No, I just always. I, hey. If, if you've listened to us this far, thank you. And we obviously thank you for listening to our show because there's a ton of good Kaiju podcasts out there and yeah. good Godzilla podcasts and, um, and we don't, and, and YouTube shows and stuff. And we appreciate it. We really do. Um, but we're not, though I think we're the best. There's other shows within the Yes Have Some universe that are pretty damn awesome. And of course, it starts with YHS Prime with the Shoganess of the Shoba Jean, Miss Abigail Gardner. And that, that that mayor of Hapeville, Georgia guy, Craig Goldberg. Apparently, he's the important. illiterate, the <laughs> illiterate Craig Goldberg. He won't read a book, but he will buy lots of toys. Now, the the mastermind behind everything, uh, yeah. Craig and uh, and of course Jake as the three founding members, always rocking and rolling, man. I mean that it's been over sure. five years, and the show feels like it has the momentum of of it just starting yesterday, right? Like it's yeah. awesome. Um, and then of course the first big branch off, which is the hit sensation man celebrating one year last week. Holy cow. Toy anxiety. You take those three and then you throw in the kingpin of Canadian collectors, Ryan Dole. Um, (laughs) Hey, he has an Oscar friends. Like he, I mean, this guy's legit. Yeah. yeah, And, uh, and of course, you know, always good to bring a little Canadian presence in there. And uh, that toy anxiety is, I'm saying this as a fan, not as the colleague. What a fun fun show and i will be honest even if you don't collect toys i think the camaraderie and everything and just the banter and everything it is so fun um it's those sad comments dude uh, it's sad comments i think it's it's the we talk about toy anxiety being a hit sensation sad comments is the is the (laughs) maybe the reason it is such a huge hit yeah 
you guys just read the the most sad and just I don't want to say pathetic, but pathetic and uh, comments from just the the wackadoos that we love and put up with in the toy collecting yep. community. Um, and I'm waiting for you to the next Mondo drop. You got to find some Mondo comments. Um, I I look, <laughs> did I I almost read some Mondo comments on that. The only drop that had happened recently was the this is the Hanna Barbera Godzilla oh, and. I looked at some, but I didn't find any that were there. Yeah. There's something be different. Some eventually. There's some, there's a different side of uh, collectors that buy like that are on the Hasbro pulse side. Yeah. There's some crazy comments. Oh, uh, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, and then, I mean, and if you hear people say terms like hot bread or life is short and long, you just know <laughs> that originated on toy anxiety <laughs> with those, with that, that uh, quartet there. And then of course, I know the Bad Batch is over, but the YouTube show, The Bad Bitches, which yeah. with Kat Hampton and, 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 and Abby is uh, is hosting that and leading the charge there. And then they also still over Ryan Dole. And I even believe the yeah. great the great Jake Stevens from Forlom DeZuckus was on it. I mean, they're getting some, some big heavy hitters. Um, that show's on YouTube and is just a riot. And yeah. I believe they're continuing it on, maybe doing some other Star Wars stuff. They're gonna keep going, dude. I I love watching that show. It's it's nice to like sit back and be able to watch it, enjoy it. And Abby's so good at. I I told I, the first episode of Bad Bitches, I texted Craig in the middle of it, and I said, "Is Abby better at this than we are?" <laughs> that show's pretty great. damn good. They're, they're really good. I love. They have great show. chemistry too. I love. Yeah. And, and and I'll say this once again, as a fan, having but still having kind of one foot in. If you guys are new to the YHS universe, the one cool thing about it is, besides being embracing inclusive community, all of these shows and anything else that they do, because I know you guys have done other things, they all feel so different yet connected. I mean, I think yeah. the experience you get when you listen to us versus the bat watching the bad bitches or Twings Eddie, they're all different. And I think that's great because it's not like you're just hearing the same people act and say the same things over and over. And even if the topics overlap and are similar it's just that I, I feel that all the shows have been set up by jake and craig and abby is kind of the masterminds to really be a a a puzzle that fits together beautifully but not every none of the pieces are the same and um it's yeah. been fun obviously it, it continues to be fun uh doing this show but but as a fan even more so of yhs it's awesome and i do hope people check out prime and anxiety and bad bitches uh because they are really truly excellent shows and super fun to, to listen to and watch i appreciate that jay thanks for thanks for all everything you do for us that that intro you gave us on toy anxiety i told craig we just play My that pleasure. every week uh, appreciate <laughs> that. but yeah guys if you're listening check that out please let us know you're listening give us a, a five-star review we need reviews yeah give us reviews let us know what you're what you like what you don't like uh just keep listening, man. Buy a fucking toy and watch a watch Godzilla movie, right? That's what life's about, friends. <laughs> I got nothing else. Jay, until next time. Bye, guys. Adios.